Welcome back. Welcome into LOTL. This is episode 90. And on today's episode, uh, we talk about our beer of the week, which is a Cleveland brewery called Boss Dog Brewing Company from Cleveland Heights. And uh, we get into which kind of beer we drank from them. And uh, after that, we talk about our top five of the week, which we are continuing our series of looking back on the 2010s. And we talk about uh, our top five TV shows of the decade. So that was pretty interesting. Had some good discussion there. Uh, after that, we get into uh, talking about uh, some sports. And we talk about uh, the Browns' new head coach, Kevin Stefanski, and his uh, introductory press conference. And... Um, you know, whether we think it's a good fit or not. And after that, we talk some UFC 246 coming up. Conor McGregor's return. Uh, Jimmy and I get into uh, what we think is going to go on there. And uh, Jimmy brings up a very sore subject with Jordan. And uh, you kind of hear his uh, demeanor change a little bit. Uh, I think you know what we're talking about. But uh, listen for that. <clears throat> after that, we get into... Uh, a Hall of Fame induction for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and a little Cleveland flavor to it. So we talk about Nine Inch Nails getting inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. And we also uh, name off the other uh, inductees as well as one giant snub um, that occurred this year. And uh, we also talk about Donut Fest. And uh, then we get into talking about uh, the coming up LOTL Pizza Challenge. So be on the lookout for that coming up in two weeks. So without further ado, let's kick it off with the beer of the week. Here we go. I'm coming in. Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts Jordan, Jimmy, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the L O T L podcast. Yeah, coming in hot. Coming in hot. Just like the fajita. Like the fajita. I write what I live. Write what I live. My life in the speaker. I'm nice with the flow. Nice with the, just like the demeanor. I'm feeding my fam. Alright, here we go. Beer of the week time. Boss Dog Brewing Company from Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Tonight we've got Millennial Hipster Hazy Juicy IPA. Oh. Let me crack this open. Uh yeah. We had the hazy IPA from Platform last week, so I was kind of interested in it again. And then, wow, this is very different. Yeah, this is real citrusy. Yeah, real grapefruity. Very. Almost. So obviously they say juicy, and that is what it is. It's not. It's not like. Yeah. It, I feel like it's not barely, as sharp as most beer usually is. It barely. It doesn't. It really barely even tastes like a beer. Yeah, it's almost like a juice. It literally. Like, it, it tastes it, like it grapefruit is. juice. Yeah, it's kind of like a juice. Um. So yeah, Boss Dog Brewing Company. Uh, Have you been there yet? No. I just saw pictures online. It looks pretty cool. I've been there one time. Their food looks really good. Yeah, it is. Because I guess te- technically it's a gastropub. Yeah. I, I, I don't really like the... the. I don't want to say I don't like their building. Yeah. Because it's nice. It's just a little too formal for my tastes. Like, it doesn't really feel like a brewery. It feels more of like a restaurant. Well, it's in a strip, isn't it? Uh, I think they are they have their own building, but oh. it could be in a strip. I honestly can't remember. 
But, I mean, they were great. The, the service was great, and the beer is pretty good. I'd have to go there again to make a better decision, but... Yeah, it says, so it says juicy juicy sweetness and tropical citrus, and it certainly is both of that. Uh, why we brew? That's cool. They got the names of the um, either the owners or the brewers on the can. Josh and Jason Sweet. Because good beer brings people together because it's a passion, a purpose, and an adventure because we are Ohio proud and Cleveland tough. Hmm, I like that. Sounds like a brown slogan. <laughs> um, they got the Cleveland skyline on the can. The can's really cool. Um, so that that's what we're drinking. Uh, Jimmy is down in Kent via Skype. Uh, what are you drinking, Jimmy? Hey, boys. Uh, I'm not drinking any alcohol tonight. Instead, I am drinking the one and only Starbucks coffee. Ooh. But I didn't buy it. I made it. You know that's what? Cool. No, I made it. I crushed the beans. I brewed it. Did you really crush the beans? Do you, uh, what kind of grind? Oh. Oh. Never done that, to be honest. I was all excited. I was just about to ask you what kind of grinder you have because I just got one recently myself. I honestly might because a lot of the local coffee shops around here, we got Scribbles, Tree City, Betrivy, they, uh, they sell their own coffee, uh, beans. Um, so I might need to invest in a grinder. I'm I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now, that was one of the best purchases I ever made. Um, coffee is just so much better now for me. Because even if the beans are getting a little stale, when you grind them up, they just, I don't know, something pops with the flavor when you do that. Where'd you get yours? So I have been getting mine from Lucky's. Um, it's a grocery store in Lakewood. Uh, it's on 117th. I guess technically that's Cleveland maybe. But... Um, they have, they source their own coffee. So they have like a whole bunch of different coffees and they're not like weird coffee. They're just like regular, like Costa Rican blend, Guatemala blend, or, you know, Jamaican blend. And they have some African coffees as well. That's where I've been getting mine from. And I buy probably a half pound, maybe three fourths a pound of beans. And that lasts me usually about a good week. And I grind them up. Oh, it's been it's made uh, making coffee at home is so much better when you do it like that. I was just gonna ask, do you ever go and get coffee from like Starbucks or Dunkin' or anywhere else, or do you like mainly just make it? So, ever since I started grinding my own beans and taking it a little more serious, I I hate to be like this, but I don't really enjoy Starbucks anymore or like Dunkin'. Uh, I go to a lot of local coffee shops, so Duck yeah. Island um, is one of them, Rising oh. Star. Duck Rabbit. Or, I'm sorry. It's Duck, Duck Rabbit. Duck Rabbit, my bad. Duck Rabbit and Rising Star are the two I frequent the most. I probably go there a couple times a week, sometimes you more. You like Duck Rabbit a lot, though? I've never been. Yeah, Duck Rabbit's really nice. Um, I like it a lot. They, they, they put out some good stuff. They're a little pricey, but, I mean... You're you're getting a good cup. I, yeah. I I get if I had to pick, I'd say my favorite's probably Rising Star, but they're both good. Okay, well there you go, Dan. Not drinking beer, drinking coffee. <laughs> well, he's not drinking beer yet. Not yet. No, not tonight. Uh -huh. <laughs> We're saving that. <clears throat> I don't believe you. you. Don't believe me. Yep. Tonight? I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah. That is okay. All right, go ahead. All right. Anyway, 
Uh, Where did you get this? We always ask that too, real quick. Uh, Warren Beverage. Oh, Rep yeah, Street. They're a pretty specialty place. Yeah, so. they have pretty much everything. I mean, I was, I had no idea what I was looking for this week. Uh, we had the hazy IPA from Platform last week, and it was really good. So, um, if a hazy IPA caught my eye, I probably would have gotten it. Which I guess technically that's what this one is, but it's more of like a fruity, juicy, like as they describe it. Um, but yeah, it was like the first one I saw that was like a can that I've never like really had before. I've never really had boss dog beer before. Um, so I saw it, saw the can, didn't know what it was, turned one of the cans so I could see the label, the front of the label and saw boss dog brewed in Cleveland. I'm like, Oh, okay. And then, uh, I realized, I remembered that it's, uh, over in Cleveland Heights and we haven't done a lot of. Eastside breweries. So now I did that one like little self tour when I had a Friday off, but right. other than that, I haven't really. No, we just haven't done much. Yeah, so uh, I thought it was pretty cool. To, yeah, to no, speak. it's a solid, solid beer for sure. It's different, but I like it. Um, all right, so that's beer of the week. Uh, check out Boss Dog Brewing, either at your local liquor store, grocery store, uh, or head out there because I did some research on on them and. The food looks really, really good. So um, check it out. It is. It's pretty good. All right. So uh, as we've been saying the last couple weeks, since we're into 2020 now, we've kind of been looking back on the last decade. Um, what did we do? Uh, we did two weeks ago. We did movies. The first show, we did movies. Yeah. Uh, last week, we did songs. Mm-hmm. And this week we're gonna do top five TV shows of the last decade. That's right. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's get on into it. Who wants to go first? Jimmy, do you want to go first? I can go first. I had a question. I feel like we always just have like different versions of the top five. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, so when we say the the last decade, does it mean it had to start before or start after 2005? Yeah, so that was something I debated. I personally went with it had to start by it had to start after 2010 or 2010 and, and after. Okay. Uh, but I wouldn't. I, I'm, I'm. I don't care if anyone picked a show that started before. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I, I mean, it. I, I don't think that really matters. Personally, I did it where I wanted all the shows I picked to be. They had to have started in 2010 or later. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I have most. Okay. I'll just. I'll just. Yeah. I'll go. All right. So my top five. I'm gonna say no particular order for right now. Okay. Um. Okay. So I'm, I have Stranger Things. Okay. Yeah. I think we all saw this coming. Hundred percent. How revolutionary that show was. I don't think anybody saw or could ever predict how big that show was gonna be. Um. So we got Stranger Things. We have It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Ooh, okay. Uh, now also, that is before 2010, but I think that's that's fine. I mean, as long as as long as a good portion of it was in the 2010s, I don't yes. think anybody's gonna make an issue. Okay. Yeah, I hope the viewers don't get too mad at me, uh, <laughs> listeners. Uh, uh, number so it's my third one. I have Parks and Rec, which aired in 2009. So it's close. April 2009. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to say The Office, but I feel like that's a little more... Yeah, that started... Was that 2005 when that started, or...? I believe so. It was definitely earlier than uh, Parks and Rec. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's not... Again, it's not like... Translates it's all generations and yeah. decades. 
Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, number four. I know I brought this up in other uh, <laughs> in other episodes, uh, maybe like a year ago. Uh, Haunting of Hill House. Oh, you did bring this up. I did. I don't remember this. Haunting of Hill House. So it's um, I'm I'm still waiting for the second season to come out. It's been <clears throat> well over a year. It was like last September of uh, 2018. Um, it's just a Netflix original. Uh, it's so good. Um, it's kind of like. It's like horror, but it's not like terror, no. correct? Or maybe I'm wrong. It's just it's just dark. Wait, wait, what was the second part? Well, would you describe it as like terror, or is it just like spooky, or I don't know how would how, what level of scary is it? I would say it's more spooky, and I would also say it's more just like a psychological thriller. It's just mm. kind of messed up. It's just the way the show is done, so perfect. So I'm just waiting for the second season to come out, and then I'll give my full review. All the listeners can hear it. Uh, and then my fifth one, which I'm not sure if we've ever talked about this, Ozark. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes, Ozark. Um, I, I don't know what else to say about Ozark. I, I saw the whole season. I I got um, pretty far into the second season. I don't know why I stopped. It was so addicting. Um, but, yeah, uh, I stopped too, like halfway through the second season. I, yeah, I for no reason. The second season, I don't know what I was doing. Midlife crisis or something like that. I, I'll just jump in right here because I didn't have it on my list. So I, I, I do want to talk about Ozark real quick. I did finish it. It's good. It's a very good show. It's almost like reverse Breaking Bad. Um, yeah. And I will say the end of season two, I didn't like, but. But I can't tell if I didn't like it because I didn't like what happened or if I actually thought it was poor writing or a poor plot, you know? Yeah. But I do recommend finishing it. It, it gets crazy. I know. I need to. I'm not too dedicated on my TV shows. I, I don't know what's happening, but I need to buckle down and <laughs> ouch potato or something soon. Sometimes I do. That's my five. I mean, it's, it's tough because, you know, you always think that you can do that in the wintertime when it's, like, below zero, but it's been, like, 45, 50 degrees outside. So, like, I feel like yeah. we're not like we're not actively trying to go out and do stuff outside, but it's like, you know, we're not going to, like, not go, go out somewhere um, if it's, like, 40 the way we would, like, if it was, like, negative 10 and, like, there was right. ice everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't watch a lot. I don't watch a lot of TV in the uh, in the summer, so I've been cramming a lot of shows in lately. But that just side note. Dan, do you want to go next or me? Uh, I can go next. Um, so five for me is uh, Shit's Creek. I don't know if you guys have heard of that show. I have, but I've never seen it. It's hilarious. It is absolutely hysterical. Is it like a satire, or or what would you describe it as? Uh, it's, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's just like a. Is it like, like a situation or like, is it just about a family or yeah, friends? It's, it's or... like a family comedy. Okay. But it's, but some of it is not like for family. You know, oh, it's, it's not, not like, it's not like friendly. full house or family right, matters. Right. It's not but, family friendly. But it's, yeah. I mean, it's not terrible. Right. But... Gotcha. Uh, number four for me is Breaking Bad. Oh, yes. Uh, it would be higher up on the list if it wasn't for these other three shows, but uh, Breaking Bad is great. I've actually considered starting it over again. Um, I highly recommend that. I did that last year, yeah. and it was amazing. Yeah. You see a lot of things. You you. It's weird how much you forget. <laughs> well, I have watched it twice already. Oh, so you have gone through it again. But okay. I'm 
considering going through it again. Uh, that's three... another show I started and never finished. Dude. Oh, you got to finish yeah, Breaking that's, Bad. Yeah, that's one that... Breaking Bad was do. a show that, like, a lot of these shows, and, and I'll get into uh, more of my... Uh, actually, my number one show, but um, a lot of these shows really tail off at the end. Like, the creators, like, really mail it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not the case with Breaking Bad, like, at all. So, definitely watch it all the way through. Yeah, it's probably one of the most perfect endings to a TV show I've ever seen. Yeah. I never saw El Camino, though. I did. Yeah. I didn't either. I didn't really have any strong opinions on it. It was a good... You know what it was? It just felt like as if they had one more episode. It just felt like another episode of Breaking Bad. Yeah. That's literally all it felt like. Got it. Uh, All right, yeah, number three for me, Stranger Things. Um... The only reason why this is not, like, number one is because my top two are, like, my two most iconic shows that, you know, whatever, that I couldn't put uh, behind Stranger Things. But Stranger Things is amazing. I'm already looking forward to the next season that's coming out uh, later this year. Um, I mean, it's it's phenomenal. It's got yeah. it has to be one of the most well done shows. That's I've... another one that I want to start over. Not 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 over completely, but I want to watch season three over again. Mm-hmm. Which I'll probably do as, as it gets closer to season four coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, I know this started mainly in, in the uh, 2000s, but The Office. It's I can't Obviously I can't talk about I can't talk about TV shows without that show. Um, it's the show that it doesn't matter where you are, how many times you've watched it, uh, how many times you've watched it recently. Uh, if you're struggling to find something to watch, you just throw on The Office anywhere in the show. And then number one, uh, Game of Thrones. Oh. It is the, my opinion, now, controversial because of the ending in the last season. But other than that, which I know is kind of like, well, how can you say that? Like, the end of the show is pretty important. But um, it is, to me, the greatest TV show of all time. It's fair. I haven't I haven't seen the whole thing, so I can't really have an opinion on that. But I've heard a lot of people say that. I watched there. All the episodes are either like an hour and an hour and a half long, and it's what I think seven seasons. Every so season, lot. every season is about ten episodes, One and time. I I went through it in like three weeks. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> I uh, a lot of uh, work nights where I got like three hours of sleep. <laughs> so. But I think it's the greatest show of all time. Just the, the character build, the amount of characters, um, the action, the storylines, everything. The you know, uh, when the show actually ended, uh, Hannah and I actually did an episode. I can't remember which number it was, and we went through the show. And uh, I feel like I could do that again. I could do an entire uh, episode of this podcast just talking about Game of Thrones. Yeah, like like I said, I don't I don't really have anything to offer in it because I don't want to because I don't believe in having an opinion on something you haven't seen. Uh, I saw the first season, didn't think it was bad or anything. I just kind of lost interest, and I do want to. Re- I, I will watch it again because uh, I've been watching The Witcher, yeah, which is phenomenal, and it's kind of I wouldn't say similar, but it's the same idea, of, you know, dark fantasy or whatever. Yeah, and it's gotten me kind of pumped up to see something like that. So. Yeah, it's it's really good, and and I think they one of the 
one of the biggest things about TV shows and movies and stuff is how they cast characters, and I think Game of Thrones did a really good job of uh, casting these characters in their roles. So, um, yeah, that's crazy. And it's also, I'm glad I watched it when I did because there's no way I'd be able to watch it like live as it was coming out. Like one episode a week, like on Sunday nights, like how a lot of these people were watching. I don't know how people go do that. Oh, a lot of these people were watching the last two seasons. Like when I when I first started getting interested in watching it, they're the last two seasons. I mean, and they would like watch an episode and like have to wait a whole right. week for another one. And then I would go and I would watch an episode. And like when when I was just sitting there binging it, when it was all all of it was on HBO now, and I would just like. Like it wouldn't even be a thought. I would just hit next episode. Like I, right. there's there every episode there was a cliffhanger. So it was crazy for me to to think like people watch this show not being able to watch more than one episode so at a time. With you, do you do you consider this the greatest show or was it such an impactful show for you because of like the story or was it the visuals or was it like a mix of several different things that kind of made you come to that conclusion? I think it was. I think it was pretty much everything, really. Um, uh, the cinematography was great mm-hmm. on the show. Uh, like I like I said, the the casting of characters uh, was great, and uh, I love how they developed all the characters. Like every single character had their own story, um, and obviously with with hour and hour and a half long episodes and seven seasons, like you have the ability to do that, but. Um, there was just so much in the show and uh <clears throat> i just i other than the last season and specifically the last episode um i don't have anything like even remotely bad to say about the show mm-hmm. i mean if you're i don't want to if you're like easily offended by content well like so everybody knows, like, there's, like, like incest in the show. Like They really, from what I understand, they really got into telling stories based off of things that would happen in actual medieval situations. Right, exactly. But that's the thing. It's like, yeah. you can't, you can't, like, think about it as, like, like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be as realistic if that stuff, because that, that's stuff that went on in that time. When like the show was portrayed as going on, if it, yeah, if, if they're trying to actually portray what medieval yeah. life was like, right, you know that is an accurate. But it, it it is it is kind of like jarring at first. You're like, oh, whoa, okay. But that's why I think like the first, and and I agree, like the first. If you just watch the first season, you're like, okay, this is kind of weird. I don't know about this, but like you have to like you have to go through and watch past the first season and like really get into it because then they really start to character build and you start to see how everybody's character intertwines with everybody else and it's just and that just takes off from there so that's my top five again never seen <laughs> well do it <laughs> oh I'm a lot. speaking of things that haven't seen and that i now have seen jimmy i saw joker mm. yes i What'd you think? It was awesome. It's a good Um, movie. It's like it was tragic. Oh, it was very disturbing and dark. Um, Disturbing, very unsettling. Yeah, Yeah. unsettling is the word. I, I really don't think I've ever seen a movie like it. Yeah. 
Um, I think that's accurate. Because, like, it doesn't... Like, it does portray, like, how he becomes the Joker. But, like, man, as soon as the movie starts, it's like, boom. Like, with, like, bringing up the aspect of mental illness. Like, they don't build mm. to that. Like, that's right off the jump. Right, right. Um, with his, like, laughing disorder and, you know, whatever mm-hmm. he's got going on. But then um, <clears throat> Jimmy and I kind of disagree on this. But uh, what, what would you say would be the most iconic scene from that movie? I mean, I think it's probably him dancing on the steps. Uh huh. Uh, oh come on! But, <laughs> but I would. Yeah, there's posters of it. That's all. No, no. Well, it was also just such a weird scene. Yeah. It would. I would say either that or the uh, scene where he kills the three uh, Wall Street Bros. Yeah. I don't know. What is yours, Jimmy? What about after? What about when he does that and then he runs into the bathroom and then he. You hear the violin slowly, like starts slow dancing. music, and he starts dancing. Oh, like is that? Yeah, that's right after. That's, that's another good scene too, oh, for sure. So sure. The music's so creepy. I don't know how you didn't. Oh, that's my number one scene. <laughs> I mean, it was a great scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it it was good though. I I loved how they, at the end, um, when he actually was Joker, how they built in the, the ties with like. Well, I mean, they they built in the ties with the Wayne family throughout the whole movie because he thought Thomas Wayne was his dad basically the whole movie. But um, like at the end when he goes to the house to try and talk to Thomas and Bruce is like young Bruce is standing right there at the gate, and then you see um, them leaving that show, uh, Bruce Wayne and his parents, and they go down that alleyway oh, and right, you see how right. how his parents get shot. I thought that was one of the more clever tellings of how his parents got shot and how it was directly related to right. the things that the joker was doing like the joker right. didn't kill his parents but it's because of what he was like the chaos he the was the chaos he was creating. creating yeah the only the only issue i had with it is obviously that joker's probably a little too old for that the age that batman was or bruce was at that time right. and that's just a small little thing i mean right. they made it clear they're not going to build a batman universe off this right. so it was just a one-off so it works again the whole thing with the with, with the joker his story is that he doesn't have a concrete story so true true like, right that in every movie you know Heath ledger or every single time he said like, you want to know how i got these scars well, and he came up with a different story right every and, time and kind of similar in this joker there were so many different storylines or different backgrounds <clears throat> you thought he could have been um one of the like uh related to the waynes or you thought um well, that girlfriend like was real well that that's what was brilliant about it there were several th- scenes that i actually i'm sure there's a way you could find out what was hallucination or not but there's several scenes that happened where you're like oh wait did that actually happen because once he goes off his meds, I think almost any scene could be imaginary. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's fascinating because it still keeps that tradition of you not actually knowing the truth on why on who the Joker is or why he yeah. does what he does. And then when when he kills his mom in the hospital room by suffocating her with oh, that pillow. Yeah. Well, like at that point, it's like obviously you're never like, okay, like I'm never going to advocate somebody to kill their mom. Right. Obviously. Right. But at that point, it's like he just found out that he basically is how he is because his mom lied to him his whole life. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, allowed him to like get the crap kicked out of him and be mentally and physically abused his entire mm-hmm. childhood. So then, you know, he goes off his meds and 
you know, right. fi- he actually finds out that Thomas Wayne isn't really his dad, and that blah blah blah, and you know, the whole like he adopted or whatever thing. Right. And then he's just like, okay, takes a pillow and. Yeah, it's it's really scary how how easily he kills too. Yeah. And that one, for some reason the scene I don't know one more. And thing. how he goes from like. Oh wait a minute! I know the. What? That scene, Jordan. You were about to say it. Oh yeah. So probably the scene that bothered me, the scene that probably made me feel the most unsettled, not like when you watch a horror movie and you're like, oh, like it's, it wasn't that. It was just like a dark, like I almost felt like a sense of panic just while watching it was the scene where those like clown friends come to like visit him. Uh, I don't remember the exact oh, context of why they did that's this, the best scene. but they like all show up and, and he's wearing his makeup and that's right like, before he goes and dances yeah, on the steps. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And he's wearing his makeup and uh, spoilers by the way. Uh, and he, <laughs> I mean, we, and, and they're like, why are you wearing your makeup, man? And he's just kind of, I oh, says something ridiculous. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, he just like. Was it he knifed the one guy to death? Scissors, right? or yeah, he like stabbed him in the neck with scissors, the, stabbed the dude to death, yeah. and it was like Gordon, he was yeah. he was enjoying yes. stabs, like not in like a, a a cartoonish way. It was like I that's probably how psycho psychopaths actually yeah. kill people. Like he was just like mm, this is satisfying, and like I just remember the one scene where the 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 short guy, the little guy, was just like, "What did you just do?" Yeah, and like. There's some dark humor in there as well, and and it's just like I keep saying, like I don't know how else to describe it. It was one of those scenes where you you, you kind of just have to experience it yeah. to fully get what I'm talking about. It right. just left me so unsettled. I was like, oh, that was so yeah. well, so much I, to swallow. If you haven't I watched the movie, we apologize um, for basically blowing the whole thing, but um, <laughs> it, it's it's we'll been. Put it, uh, so we'll put it in the intro, so we'll just we'll yeah. Look at that. Yeah, yeah, we can actually do that. We'll just yeah. say spoilers, by the way. Anyways, I haven't got to my uh, top five yet. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so, I also have a, little, a few honorable mentions. Um, number five, Parks and Rec. This is probably the only show that is as funny to me as the... Well, not as funny, but as close to being as funny and enjoyable experience as an experience as The Office is. Um, the first season's pretty rough. But if you can get past that, I really think it's a phenomenal show. As someone who's worked in, as a journalist in a small government before, I mean, not for the government, but I worked with, you know, reporting on the government. It's very accurate. It's oddly accurate. Um, and it's just, it's just so spot on with the humor and the satire. I love it. Um, Parks and Rec. Number four, Black Mirror. This is probably one of the bleakest shows I've ever seen. It, it's... The whole concept of it is it's anti-technology. So they take technology that we have today and they kind of tell a, a story that's set in the near future. <coughs> and in the writer's eyes, you know, what could go wrong with this technology? So they have Facebook parodies. They have other social media parodies. They have a bizarre Twitter parody. They have, they have a, a video game parodies. It's very, it's very fascinating. Um, and I don't know if satire or parody is the right word, but like, you know, it's, it's obviously a little exaggerated, but it's a dark show, very serious, very unsettling, very unnerving. Um, it's, it's, it's one of the more brilliant shows I've seen, though. And I think they only have two that have a happy ending. Most of, most of the 
It's almost like a horror movie. They're almost like little mini horror movies, each one. Um, have you have you ever seen it, Jimmy? Yeah, I actually meant to put this in my top five. I had a brain fart. Do you, so that's, when that's my honorable mention. I'm obsessed with that show. I was going to say, so you agree with what I'm saying, I assume? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's such a good show because you don't have to – you can watch any episode, none are related. Mm-hmm. Uh, the previous one or whatever but they have a lot of similar actors but yeah kind of what you're saying it, it's more of an advanced futuristic twilight zone is what i like to describe yes it as. you know what that's that's a per yes that's a great way to describe it but uh yeah there's there's very few happy endings in the show it's usually very not jump scare just more disturbing. no not it's not ju- yeah not jump scare at all if anything it's neo horror like a slow burn but it's not, it's not, there's only one that was actually scary, if you remember the video game one. Yes. Oh, that, that was actually probably, you could just classify that as a horror movie. And, oh, wow, that was a fascinating one. That was one of those, and I'm not going to give it away, but that was, it had an ending that if you don't do it right, it comes off as super, super cliche and corny. But I feel like they executed it perfectly. Um yeah, it's 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 a weird and and disturbing show. It'll make you think. It'll really make you think about things. Um, the AI being so prevalent now. Exactly. It, well, like uh, well, it's so scary. Right. Well, w- one example too that I want to mention, probably the one that bo- one of the ones that bothered me the most was called The Entire History of You. I don't know yeah. if you've seen this one. So the, this one bothered me because it dabbled on the concept that we can look too much into social media and look at too many clues from a, a lover's past or a friend's past and you can start getting paranoid and you start looking at a picture. Oh, why did he have his arm around her in this picture? Why did she, why did she say, you know, you're my favorite? You know, and you start getting these ideas in your head and it can ruin a relationship. And... You know, a lot of times they're unfounded and it's just an unfortunate consequence of social media. But this one, I mean, it's not really a spoiler. I mean, you can just watch the show. It's, it's not it's not really going to mess it up. But, you know, this one, a guy, let's just say his worst fears come true with with the form of social media that they have in this show. And his life unsp- unravels and it leaves you with the question with, well, maybe it's best to not ask friends or a lover what that picture was all about or what maybe it's just best to be ignorant and you can just move on and live peacefully but then is that how you want to live maybe you want to know the sad truth i don't know they really touch into things that that strike chord it struck a lot of chords i thought with myself but did you have you ever seen it dan no i've never seen that show you would love it so i don't have anything to add i think you would like it. i think you would like it. it's worth at least giving a peek uh warning the first episode is extremely disturbing um I think you know what I'm talking about, Jimmy. Well, I just watched Joker, so <laughs> it, yeah. it's another level of of uh, I don't even know what the word is. Anyhow, number three, regular show. This is uh, technically a kid show, but I think it's so funny. It is one of the funniest cartoons I've ever seen, and also one of the weirdest. The best way I can describe it is it's a uh, PG Rick and Morty. Um, so it's not as it's not crude or vulgar like that. It's just real wacky and creative. I love everything about it. And they parody a lot of sci-fi and fantasy series because the writers were... It's just on your top five, Rick and Morty. Uh, Rick and Morty's in my honorable mentions, and I have a reason for that. Um, Number two is Better Call Saul. This is actually the prequel to Breaking Bad. 
I would argue it's possibly better in some ways. Um, although I, that's kind of a silly thing to say because they're both so good. It's very good. If you like, if you like Breaking Bad, you'll love Better Call Saul. Uh, I'll leave it at that. Number one is Stranger Things. It's probably the most fun I've had and most entertaining show I've watched in a long time. Uh, and I love the sense of adventure and the retro and the music and the characters and the plots, everything. Um, honorable mentions, a show called Rami. It's about a, a Muslim millennial and his struggles between his faith and trying to fit in with modern American culture. Very well done drama. Bojack Horseman. This is a silly cartoon, but I think it's really clever. The Walking Dead. I put seasons one through four because I think after that it's terrible. Uh, Rick and Morty. The reason why it's not in my top five, it's too crude and too crass and too nihilistic, although it's very funny. Although sometimes I think they do it just for shock value, and I think anytime people do that, I think that's cheap. Outlander is a fascinating sci-fi. The Witcher. I got. I really like that. I just watched that, and it's probably what's going to get me to watch Game of Thrones. Uh, Daredevil is a great superhero serial, if you haven't seen that. And Narcos is a fascinating... Oh, forgot crime. about Narcos. Yeah, it's a fascinating crime drama. Oh, it's, yeah, Narcos. Especially is... Narcos Mexico. That one, to me, was really interesting. That was the one after, right? Yeah, yeah. Jimmy, have you watched Narcos? I'm not. Oh, you got to watch Narcos. It's so good. Narcos... Unless you're a psychopath, Narcos will, will take away any element of cool that you might have for the cartels. Yeah. You will not look at them as cool or anything like that ever again. You'll be grossed hey, out. <laughs> the, I always think of the scene where he's just sitting on the swing set, just like staring out. Like, like oh, the, yeah, the like, famous yeah, this scene. Is, yeah, this is coming to an end. Yep. Yeah, yep. That was... And that's been memed many times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Top five TV shows. All right. Yeah. Uh, everybody had a lot of different stuff. So that's yeah, I cool. Think, I think for one of the first times, we all just had a lot of... Well, the movie... One, I guess... What am I saying? I guess the last three have been very diverse, but... Yeah. So, yeah, we got that going on. Uh, that's our top five. Uh, let us know if you agree or disagree. Uh, Jimmy, you got any uh, Cleveland updates for us? Where were you at this week? Anywhere? <laughs> this week? No. Just in Kent. <laughs> I've uh, started classes this week and awfully busy. Uh, I will be in tomorrow. Uh, we'll see where it takes me. I'm not sure, but um, ooh, little cliffhanger. In uh, breaking or uh, oh, in, not breaking news. In other news, breaking news. A uh, certain baseball team. Oh uh, God! Sorry for lack of better term. Oh God. The cowardly baseball team, uh, the Houston Astros. I didn't bring Jordan, this up. Jordan, you like to elaborate? And, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to – I'm telling everybody who asks me I'm not talking about it. I, have, <laughs> I don't have anything to add or say. That's all right. I'll just sit over here and do my champion's pose. <laughs> There's nothing. Because I called it. <laughs> I don't have anything to say. Uh, I mean, I want to know how many more teams have done stuff like that. It's, That's it's all bad. I'll say. But I don't, I don't really have anything positive to say. Or, or 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 nice to say, so I'm not going to yeah. talk about the it. The interesting thing is all the stuff that came out today um, is now which players are going to be disciplined because yeah. the, all this stuff coming out with like the, the, the buzzer and all well, that Well, the MLB stuff. announced they, that there was no – they said according to the investigation they're not going to investigate it again, that there was no handheld or 
any devices on the body. They said that today? Yeah, they huh. released an official statement. Uh, yeah, well, it's... Whew! Boy. Yeah. Not Sorry, good. I just had to bring it up. I mean, it's the biggest story in the sports world, so... You said Cleveland, I thought the Indians, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, tis, yeah. Tis. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't feel like getting into a fight, so. We don't have to. I feel like that'll, that'll be a whole episode in its own. Yeah. But, yeah, hey, good job bringing that up, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, well, since uh, that was a nice transition into the sports world, sports talk, um. Jimmy, have you heard anything regarding the new Browns coach? Um, Did you listen to any of his press conference? Have you listened to him talk? Yeah. Have you looked at his pictures and how he looks just like Kevin Love? Kind of does. He's, he's a mix of Kevin Love and Joe Flacco, if you like. Um, Joe Flacco? <laughs> a little bit. I think so. Where do you get Joe Flacco from? What do you mean? Look at young Joe Flacco and Kevin Love. <laughs> Joe Flacco. Boy, I did not. That was that came out of left field. I could see. I could see. I could see a little Joe Flacco in that face. Oh my gosh! No way. No chance. But yes, I saw the. Um, okay, a little bit. I'm looking side by side right now. Come on. No. Maybe a little bit. I see the Kevin Love, but more yeah, more so Kevin Love with a dash of Joe Flacco. Yeah. Joe Daddy. God. Go go Tigers. Go go Tigers. <laughs> well, oh, oh yeah, I saw the whole quote. The uh, what what did he say? Person um personality is what what did he say? Uh, right personality is accepted. Production is required. Yeah, so, so I saw that whole thing. So I'm sure we'll have T-shirts by Monday yeah. morning of that quote. Well, I mean, there, there's already uh, GB Artwork already put out a uh, women's T-shirt that says that uh, the stuff fan ski club because you know <laughs> women at, women in Cleveland are gonna swoon over this guy. Good looking coach, more so than Jimmy. Have you watched uh, Have you watched any of The Bachelor so far this season? No, but you know what? I think I'm gonna. Don't start. stop. I watched. No, stop it. No, it's it's, it's entertaining. No, it isn't. It's entertaining. No, it, what's what's the what's the term for the way that like uh, those like um, uh, girls like the way that they talk? What's like the term for it? Valley girl. Oh, valley girl. Is that the term? I think I heard it was something if else. You're talking about yeah the tradition. Yeah, but like. But they were like talking about how he uh, he looked like a dime fifty, and uh, they're gonna risk it for the biscuit, and how he's all buttery, flaky. Okay, the stuff they literally said on the last episode of The Bachelor. I have no idea. So on uh, on some of the radio shows I listened to today, uh, when he was doing his uh, his introductory press conference, they were talking about how he looked buttery, flaky up there. <laughs> That's gotta be a good thing, right? Well, I mean, he's just, you know, it, it, well, you know, especially compared to Freddie Kitchens, he's just like, he's an attractive dude. Like, he's a good-looking guy. He's somebody that you would want out in front of your organization rather than, you know, I don't have the soundbite anymore because I was so pissed off that as soon as he got let go, I took it off there. But if you don't wear brown and orange, you don't matter. 
Um, but the reason why I ask was exactly that. Like, when we hired Freddie Kitchens, and even you go back to Hugh Jackson, when Hugh Jackson, in his uh, pregame or uh, introductory press conference, he put up a he put up his fist and he's like, like pandering to the fans, like you know, I just want to give the dog pound a fist bump and all this BS. Like, uh, Freddie Kitchens, like we got one goal, and that's the horse the Lombardi Trophy. Uh, you don't wear brown and orange, you don't matter. Like stupid crap like that. That obviously at the beginning the fans are gonna eat up. Uh, Stefanski was more like, like, business like, like okay, that like, he sounded like a guy that is an Ivy League grad because he went to Penn, uh, and he just sounded like a head coach, like a CEO of an organization, and that really impressed me. Also, I thought he did a really good job of trying to start off a good relationship with the media by when he started. Before his press conference, he got up there and he asked the media, hey guys, raise your hand, east side, west side, because that's a big Cleveland uh, thing, is um, whether you live on the east side or the west side. So every time a reporter asked a question, he asked them, east side, west side, like which side do you live on, which side do you prefer, whatever, which I thought was actually cool. He's, he's already forging relationships with the media, which I think will help him in the long run uh, as far as... Um, as far as like in those tough moments, you know, you might not get like the ridiculous, obnoxious questions and follow-ups that our sports media is known to uh, go with. So I thought he did really good with that. Um, and I, I just I just thought he really portrayed a confidence about uh, the team moving forward that. You know, I didn't really know. I hated the hire when it first started just because I didn't know anything about him and I wanted Josh McDaniels. But listening to him talk uh, a few times now, because he did a couple radio interviews the last few days, um, I'm like almost completely sold. And that's, that's, I know that's cliche football fan, Cleveland fan. Like they haven't even, he hasn't even coached a game yet. But uh, I said I was going to, I was probably wasn't going to get hooked until July, but it's uh, January 16th. January 16th, and I'm in. Yeah. Not even two weeks. Was it a week? Yeah, a week. Not even. He was hired Sunday. Oh, damn. Yeah, that's me. I'm a Browns fan. It doesn't matter what they do. This team won one game in two years, yeah. and I'm still a fan of them. So I'm wearing my Browns beanie right now. That's why we're the best. That's why we're the best. Uh, but anyways, uh, so yeah, I saw the press conference. I didn't see. I saw you tweeted something about him doing a Q and A. Yeah, he did a. Uh, yeah. Twenty-five, right? Uh, it was on Reddit. Reddit. Oh, yeah, okay. I didn't. I didn't. I haven't gotten a chance to look at it. I should have done it before the show, because um, that would have been good show prep. But uh, you know, we like to fly off the cuff here, so. Uh, <laughs> uh, I thought it was really cool. Um, I haven't. I mean, the especially the Browns have never done anything like that. I didn't know any. any like sports team had Reddit accounts. Usually that's like underground, like, uh, like fan stuff, like post, like, you know, ridiculous rumors and memes and gifts and all that stupid stuff. Um, but I thought that was really cool. Um, I'm going to definitely check that out later. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I also thought it was good that the Browns, uh, had Paul D. Podesta, uh, speak, in the media, he's like the grand poobah now of the Browns. 
Um, he was like a lot of people compared him to like Emperor Palpatine, where he was just like like he would be in the shadows, like nobody did knew what he was doing or or why he was there, but he was just kind of there, like pulling the strings. Um, but they had him out, out there, which it was interesting. He said a he said a story. So Paul D. Podesta actually used to work for the Indians in the nineties, and he said that. Um, he talked about one of the reasons why he came to work for the Browns was because of the pan, the fans' passion and all that. And he's a baseball guy. You know, it's well documented. He was the Dodgers general manager, and I think he worked for the Mets for a while before the Browns. And um, obviously everybody knows him from his from him being portrayed by Jonah Hill in uh, Moneyball. Um, but he said it was interesting. He said, you know, the reason the, – the second I knew – that Cleveland is where I wanted to be and where I wanted to work was in 1997 when I was an advanced scout for the Indians and I was in a late, he didn't say which bar, but he's like, and I was in a Lakewood bar the night that Tony Fernandez hit the home run uh, against the Orioles in the ALCS to send the Indians to the world series. And the place just went absolutely nuts. And he, uh, he said he was talking to somebody in the bar, somebody I didn't know. And he's like, man, like he was talking to the guys, like, man, this is crazy. Like, look at all these people and how nuts they're going. We haven't even, we haven't even won the championship yet. And the guy came back to him and talked to him and said, yeah, this is pretty nuts, but uh, wait until this happens with the Browns. And he's like, that's the second that I knew that I wanted to work for the Browns. So it was, it was cool to see like the human element of D Podesta because he's always portrayed as like the nerd behind the computer that is just pumping out analytics and spreadsheets and um, equations and, you know, all this stuff for, for the team, whether it be on the business side or the football side or stuff like that. But to actually get to see and hear, like, the human element of Dee Podesta and why he's here and what he wants to accomplish, which was I, I thought was really cool. Now, there's going to be, obviously, a cynical portion of Browns fans that aren't going to care about that and just see him as the money ball baseball guy that's trying to uh, run a – football team the way a baseball team is run so it's going to be up to this new aligned hierarchy uh to go out and prove it and actually win games so um yeah i mean it's going to be interesting and then the whole stuff with odell that happened today which was of course now i don't know what your guys thoughts on it are i thought it was ridiculous for the uh, police department after the fact the next day to, to be to be like, oh, we're pressing charges. You know they actually wanted to charge him a sexual battery? Well, yeah. For smacking so the security guard I, on the what I What I, there, you know, there, there's no doubt that OBJ was a little out of line. Just Even just stealing the spotlight like he did was oh, yeah. silly. And the whole money thing is stupid. Like, if you want to make a point about that, just talk about it. You don't have to potentially get people in trouble. Um, and no, I don't think it's cool to slap a cop's ass, but that's a cop. S- well, security guard doesn't matter. It's same Small idea, bar. but, but at the same time <laughs> to issue an arrest warrant is, is so ridiculous and such an overreaction. Yeah. You, a gross you, would, overreaction. you would think that any other type of organization would be like, all right, just let that go. It's not a big deal. Well, it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, that it's, it doesn't happen if uh, the whoever, whichever player was taking the video, doesn't post right. it on their 
uh, Twitter account or whatever. Right. Like, if nobody sees that, I mean, the amount of stuff that goes on in a, in a celebratory locker room after a big win, uh, right. you, you couldn't even imagine the stuff that goes yeah, on. Oh, of course. <clears throat> of course. But, yeah. It, I hate Look. saying this because I, it's become the most cliche thing in sports or, you know, we don't talk politics, but in politics. But the phrase, I think it applies here, it's a bad look for him. I hate using that phrase because I think it's so overused and over-dramatized. But I think I, I, I've made it pretty clear I'm not a huge OBJ fan. I, I don't hate him by any means. I just think I just think if he would stop it with the attention that he needs all the time, it could, it could go a long way. And I think he was being just a little too silly. Yeah, but, well, he was, but, he was, but arrest-worthy, no. That's he was also absurd. He was also out of his he mind, was drunk, super high or something. Yeah, I don't know he what he was. There, there's another video that came out where he took. He was. It was during the game. He was over by the band and he took the the megaphone from like one of the band directors mm-hmm. and was just like yelling into it. And he was highly intoxicated. Yeah. He'll, you know, he complains about getting drug tests, which I agree are stupid. I don't think they should be even doing that. But well, yeah, but, the, the but, random drug right, tests. Right, right. But when you do that, that's not random, OBJ. Like, right. <laughs> that's anything but. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely an overreaction on the police's part, though. That's yeah, for sure. Completely ridiculous. Uh. <laughs> Goodness. I love the person who's trying to grab the megaphone off yeah. the side of his hand. He's just screaming. Yeah. I don't know if you guys can hear this on the recording. This is probably dumb for me to be doing this, but he's just screaming into a megaphone. Yeah, he's during, being, during the game. He's just goofy. Yeah. Um yeah, pretty wild. Um so yeah, that's that's the Browns talk. Uh real quick, because it's Saturday and it's uh it's the first month of the year and it might be like the biggest fight of the year already. Um UFC 246 is this weekend. It is the return of the notorious Conor McGregor. He will be fighting Cowboy Donald Cerrone. Um, Jimmy, uh, I, I would imagine you're excited for this. I am. I am. And I will be. I will have the honor and the privilege to be in beautiful Athens, Ohio, uh, for fight night. Um, yes, so Conor has not fought. Since October of 2018 against Habib, which we all, I know we talked about on the podcast, yep. the whole brawl that happened. Um, so that was the last time he fought. And when you hear Connor talk in the interviews, it, it, he's very, I mean, like, yeah, people say he was uh, making excuses. He said he wasn't really trained properly. And he has a point because he's really pushing that proper whiskey around that time. He's on a more than like a year layoff. Um, just, being a promoter, marketer, businessman. And his coaches were even saying, like, you know, I, like, hey, Connors, this is the best he's looked. Like, we promised. Yeah. Like, he, he was kind of half-assing that whole training camp. And you can take that with a grain of salt if you will. Um, you know, he did lose pretty uh, favorably. But I think he looks phenomenal. He moved up a weight class. He's welterweight, which is 170. Uh, Donald Cowboy Cerrone has lost his last two fights, so I think this is the perfect matchup for any Connor fan. Uh, if you root for Connor, this is the situation you wanted. So, um, if I had to predict anything, it's tough. Uh, I would say Connor. Well, first, I want to hear what you guys say. What's your prediction? Um, what? Well- 
it is interesting how the guy is still like the biggest thing in the sport and he hasn't won a fight in four years. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really interesting. Uh, that shows you how uh, UFC, UFC struggles to market their fighters. And a lot of it's not even their fault because <clears throat> a lot of these guys, you know, don't fight more than like twice a year. Um, <laughs> yeah, because their bodies are like half broken. Right, now. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and they, and they, they, they need like a couple month training camps just to get ready. Um, but also is the whole like injury factor. So many fights in the UFC like get canceled right before they're supposed to happen because of like an injury that happens in a sparring session or something like that. And it's really hard to, uh, keep up, especially with all the different weight classes and all the, uh, you know, um, all the other stuff that goes on, but uh, it's incredible how Connor has kind of kept himself on top, either without fighting or without winning. Um, I, I've I've been watching some interviews with him the last few days, and it's really interesting how his demeanor has totally changed. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not that braggadocious, uh, in your face, talk crap twenty four seven. Um, type of guy, at least not for this fight. And I think that's probably because of the fact that he actually respects Cowboy Cerrone. Um, like, if he was fighting, like, Masvidal or somebody like that, which might happen after this fight, um, I think it would be a much different Connor. But even, like, yesterday, I'm sure, Jimmy, you saw at least the highlights of the press conference. Like, he was doing nothing but, like, complimenting Cowboy Cerrone during that entire thing. And yeah, it's like, and that's not, said, that's not who we There's a lot of mutual respect between the two. But I also believe Connor knows he's on the verge of just kind of messing up entirely, losing how many fights in a row. Yeah. So this will be the second, third loss in a row if you want to come to Mayweather fight. Yeah. But uh, he can't afford to lose this, and I think he's very uh, aware of that. And um, that's why he's not in your face saying uh, he's not, it's not the same Connor. He's not marketing it the same way as he did for Habib or Nate. Um, I mean, if you look in the past, Connor and Cowboy, they've they've talked some smack. I'm sure you've seen it in some of the promotional videos. Uh, they put it all over Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, like for uh, yeah, blood, but they've definitely gone back and forth with each other. But right, I, it should be, it should be interesting to see. I, I'm expecting a stand up brawl. Cowboy has some really good wrestling and jujitsu. Uh, Connor has really no experience in it, even though I'm sure he's well well versed in it as well. Cowboy definitely has the edge on that, but I'm gonna say it's gonna be a full on striking battle on the feet most of the time, and uh, I think Connor gets it done uh, within two rounds. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't think there's well, I mean, there's a way that people can lose any fight, but I don't think there's really any way Connor's gonna lose this fight, especially the way that I've been listening to Cerrone talk. Um, and it could be just a giant deke on his part where his game plan is actually to do the smart thing and uh, take Connor to the ground. But everything he said in interviews and the press conference was like, no, I want to give the fans what they want. And, you know, I want to actually like fight him standing up and we'll see what, and we'll see what happens. And he's also like going into this fight, like, uh, like almost like, cause I mean, he is older. So it's, it's almost like this is going to be like my last big payday. So you know, you know, I don't know. I don't know that he's going to have that hunger to win because 
he's going to make the money anyway because of how this how Connor's going to sell this fight. And after he fights Connor, like where where do, unless he somehow some way uh, knocks Connor out, like where does Cowboy Cerrone go from here? Because he's like forty years old, he would have lost his last like three or four fights. There really isn't a big fight for him after this, so. You know, yeah, this, this could be, like, his one last chance to make a really big payday and then just yeah. kind of ride off in the sunset. So, I don't know. I I kind of got that from him, but, you know, we'll see. He definitely could be. He's been around forever. He's, he's well-known for just taking fights on short notice. He's uh, the most winningest fighter uh, in UFC history. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, anything can happen. It's a, that's a beautiful about this sport and Connor could get starched in the first round and it is what it is but um I really think Connor will, will win also what you were talking about how Cowboy said yeah like I just want to stand up with him and give uh, the fans a fight that's what happens a lot with um with fighters who are particularly good in one area and they're facing somebody say I'm, I'm a good wrestler they're facing yeah, right. a good boxer they want to beat them at their own game. John Jones is notorious for doing that. He His last fight, right. he fought a uh, Muay Thai guy, or a kickboxer. Oh, wow. And he just stood with him the entire time. And just, but, but there's a difference. There, he wanted to beat him at his own game. There's a difference, though. John Jones is great at everything. Yeah, but I, I mean, not saying Cowboy's not good at everything. He, he really is. Well, right. He's not on the same level. Right. He's just, like, John Jones is just, they actually trained together in the past. Yeah. Um, they're on the same or used to be on the same camp but um, a lot of fighters tend to do that the last big fight was uh, the last pay-per-view was that Colby Covington guy and Kamaru Usman they're both wrestlers and not one of them took each other down yeah. not one take down the entire fight there wasn't even an attempt so they want to just um, yeah I don't know they're, they're fighters and they're just <laughs> crazy people at art I, uh, I, I will say that um, you know I talked about Connor being a little bit more reserved and a little bit uh like, I guess, like, I, I use the word braggadocious. Like, he wasn't, um, like, really in your face or, you know, talking crap. I will say, though, is if he drops Cowboy Cerrone, uh, we're going to hear another version of uh, this. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize <laughs> to absolutely nobody. Uh, yeah, I think that Connor's coming back as soon as he he, he needs to he needs to uh, feel that uh, adrenaline of winning a fight again, and then as soon as he does that, adrenaline's just gonna take over, and he's just you know he's gonna call out he's gonna he's gonna win, and then you know he might you know show Cerrone's respect, but then when he goes to do the post fight interview in the octagon with Joe Rogan, you know he's gonna talk crap about Habib, he's gonna talk crap about Masvidal, he's gonna talk crap about Diaz, he's gonna because those are like those are like the three fights like after this one that, you know, one of those three is the one that he wants. So, you know, it's going to be something like that. That's just who Connor is. I mean, you know, he's, he's being respectful right now, but if he wins and he has that, like, okay, I can talk crap again now, you know, that's coming out. Yeah. And like you said, he won't be disrespectful to Cowboy at all. No. Once, once, you know, they, they lose. Um, really, he's only going to fight Nate if he loses. Uh, just because yeah. Nate's coming off of a loss too, right. and then yeah, he, and if God forbid Connor loses and Twitter doesn't explode, 
Um, that'll be his last fight, I think, since they're both coming off losses, and they're yeah. due for a rubber match, and that'll sell by itself. But if he wins, the whole Habib thing comes back into play, but I, Habib fights Tony in April. There's just so many moving parts. Oh, I know. that He, he did say in his uh, interview with Ariel Hel- Helwani that he, he does kind of want that BMF belt <laughs> just just for... You know, just for just for fun, <laughs> which yeah. I thought was hilarious. But, I would not be mad at that fight. I can tell you right now, I don't think the Beeb wins his next fight, so I don't think there's a rematch anytime soon. I guess uh, Tony Ferguson. Yeah, I think Tony Ferguson wins. Interesting. So, that'll be enough in April. Can't wait. I just, I, I can't, I, I, yeah, I know. I could, I, I, you know, we got to move on, but I can't, I can't pick against Habib until I actually see him lose. It's fair. It's fair, but I quick just, thing, I put a poll up uh, before the episode started talking about Connor and Cowboy. I said, who do you got? We have 71% for Connor and 29% for Cowboy, which is as expected. Yeah. But just saying, don't be surprised if Cowboy rides off into the sunset with a victory. So. Wow, I'm actually shocked. I, I, I didn't think you'd, you would think that that would be possible. I don't think it's likely, but I think it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think, I, mean, I don't think I wouldn't put the house on it. I right. think Connor wins in two rounds, but if Cowboy decides, hey, I don't want to stand with you and I'm going to wrestle, uh, it could be a different game. Who knows? Right. Who knows? What are you doing over there? Yeah, what's going on? Me? Yeah, it sounds like you're like scraping something. Oh, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it should be done now. Yeah. All right, uh, so we got some uh, Cleveland newsy things uh, going on. Uh, Jordan, why don't you take it away? We've got a, <clears throat> we've got a rock. Well, well, they announced the uh, the next class of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and uh, there's a uh, there's a Cleveland flavor to it. Fairly large uh, band yeah. that originated in Cleveland. It's a little uh, bit. Jimmy, do you know who this is? Before we, wait, what was it? Do you know which? Don't say it, but you know which Cleveland band got. Uh, is getting inducted into the Rock Hall uh, this year? No. Oh, of course not. Fake. Uh, so the Industrial Rock Legends Nine Inch Nails are now to be inducted in the Rock Hall of Fame. Uh, play a little sample. For those for those of you younglings who don't know what Industrial Rock is, <laughs> we uh. <laughs> At first we were gonna play closer, but then we forgot how uh, dark that's. Yeah, is. listen to that. It's just like yeah. If you're under the age of uh, I don't know, eighteen, don't <laughs> don't even look up that song. Yeah, you probably yeah. And parents don't look up that song. Jimmy, have you ever heard this song? Never. Oh God. Really? You wait. Do you know who Nine Inch Nails is? Uh, stop! Stop! Are you serious? I don't even like Nine Inch Nails, and like yeah, I know like all. Yeah, the I'm not major even a songs. huge fan of them, but. Oh, I let me def- look up some of their songs. Maybe I do. But wow. um, okay. But yeah. Uh, after we I, don't don't play this now. But after we get off the episode, play, uh, play, play a song closer. called "Closer." It's uh, dark. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's one of the more vulgar songs you'll ever hear. Yeah, you life. need to be by yourself when you listen to it because it's it's got a good whew. beat. I hate to say it, it. does. I can't get. I I struggle wild. to listen to it. It's just too much. Yeah. It's too much. Anyways, um, uh, so industrial rock band legends uh, is what they are. They will be inducted into the Hall of Fame. This is yeah. cool. For those that don't know, I assume, Jimmy, you don't know this, but Trent Reznor, the front man, and basically 
he means he is frontman in every sense of that word because he's never really had a consistent band for the most part with him. Uh, Trent Reznor will be, I'm sorry, restart. Trent Reznor started the band in Cleveland. Yep. He was working an overnight shift at Right Track Studios in Cleveland. I don't even know if that studio exists anymore. Perhaps. I don't know. Uh, when he started the band, he started little by little dabbling with music. And the next thing you know, in 1989, he was able to uh, debut his first album, Pretty Hate Machine. Any fans of rock music Sounds will, about right. will know what that is. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite bits of this of the Nine Inch Nails story the first live performance they ever did was at fantasy theater in lakewood and i put in i put in parentheses yes that fantasy if you know what we're talking about yeah fantasy it's a little inside joke fantasy yeah we have we have an inside joke which we don't need to talk about on the air but fantasy theater um is or i think it's called fantasy nightclub now yeah is a fascinating place it's yeah. been around since like the teens the 19 teens and it has been everything from a movie theater to a goth slash industrial rock venue. Uh, there was a little period where it may or may not have dabbled into some weird fetishy stuff. I don't know. Um, I think you do know. It's, it's a weird place. Uh, there's a funny story we have where we went there and didn't know. I didn't go there. We uh, long st- Oh, that's right. You I did home. not go there. I was long, smart enough to leave. Long story short, we wanted to go to a place where there was dancing, but we didn't want to go downtown. Yeah. So a group of our friends, let's just say we went there on what they call leather night. I'll let everybody else do uh, figure out what that's all about. <coughs> Anyhow, uh, they performed for the first time at Fantasy Theater in Lakewood. That's pretty awesome if you think about it because they are a very famous band. Um, I joke with Dan. I wonder if they're actually going to perform because if you know them, they're notoriously anti-corporate, anti-this, yeah. anti-that. Uh, in fact, they... I. <laughs> I remember reading about Woodstock 94 and they like hated that they had to like play there and blah, blah, blah. They're, they're that type of band. Or they, he's that type of artist, I should say. They, uh, he did confirm that they are performing, though. He, I'll read his quote. Um, he said, a sincere thank you goes out to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame voting body. It always feels great to be recognized for your artistic efforts and I am honored. Many congratulations to this year's fellow inductees. See you back in Cleveland, where it all began for me. That's cool. That yeah. will hopefully he plays closer. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he won't. May I actually, I mean, he might. I don't know. I. That's one of the he, reasons why he's, he's that one song of the, is one of the reasons why the band's as big as he's. He's one of those weird guys, though. Like, because I know my one buddy went to his concert about four or five years ago. He didn't play closer. Yeah, which right. just blows my mind. Like, yeah. that's one of the most popular songs. Anyways, right. Um, Another oh Jimmy, another big song. Have you ever heard of the song Hurt? Oh yeah. So uh, so Johnny Cash covered it, but it's originally yeah, a yeah, but it's originally a Nine Inch Nails cover. Although, if you want to know a fascinating tidbit, Reznor when he heard when he heard Johnny Cash's cover, he's like, it's Johnny's song now. Yeah. Like that's how impressed that's how impressed he was by Johnny Cash's yeah, cover. I think I think I played that song. Uh... <laughs> when uh, a postgame show for <laughs> after a Browns loss, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I, I definitely played the uh, the Johnny Cash word. That's what yeah. I, that's why I thought I thought it was a Johnny Cash song. No, it's a it's a Nine Inch Nails song. That's interesting. If you haven't heard the the original, it's it's weird. Yeah. They play everything with like, 
it's hard to describe, but the fine, you know, it's like doom, doom, doom. Like the final note he plays like off. Yeah. So it sounds real jarring. It's weird. It's yeah. good. It's really good. It's also the lyrics are a little darker than yeah. Johnny Cash type cleaned him up. Anyways, uh, Jimmy. Yep. Some other inductees. You yes. might have heard of these guys. The Doobie Brothers. Oh, I love me some Doobie Brothers. Wait, really? Are you being silly? I can't tell. No, I do. I okay. grew up listening. Well, and and uh, there's that there's that Michael Scott quote uh, from The Office: <laughs> "Doobie Brothers are rolling doobies with my brothers, man." Um, I still listen. Whitney Houston, ever heard of her? Oh, I want to dance. So, with somebody. She, uh, actress or something like that. Maybe, yeah, uh, you know what? I almost. I almost... How about the notorious Big? Uh, nope. Seriously. Wait, what's the what's the he's he's choking. Oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. No, he's just making sure. Okay, he said that really convincingly. Yeah, he I was know. like, uh, nope. Depeche mode? Is it Depeche or Depeche mode? Wow, I'm gonna sound like an idiot right here. Oh man. Is it is it I think it's Depeche mode. Depeche, right? I think. Yeah, Depeche. That's how mode. I've always heard. And then T Rex. Yeah. From Jurassic Park 1, 2, 3, and It's Jurassic an actual World. dinosaur. Yeah. Um, it's really good on the keys with those little arms. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, this is a little controversial, I guess. Who was the other uh, female artist that didn't get inducted and some people were, like, real real pissed about? I don't know. She was, like, a nominee, but she didn't get in. I don't know. I, don't know. Uh, I can't. Pat Benatar? Yeah. That, there, really? I, I guess there's a lot of people. I guess. I guess there was a no. It actually was. Was it? I guess there was a lot of people that were really. Pat Benatar mad. be up for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and not get in. Let it's me, Pat me. freaking Benatar. Yeah, let's see. Rock Hall. Notorious Big. I could be wrong. I could be the wrong. The Notorious Big. No, no, no. It was Pat Benatar. Yeah. How do you not like? Yeah, that's the that's a controversy. That's a controversy. Banger. This is Pat Benatar. That's a banger. How is this not in the Rock Hall? She'll be in the Rock Hall. Or how about this? How about this tasty lick? Oh, also a banger. Pat Benatar. She, no, made she, famous by she'll... by the movie uh, Talladega Nights. Yeah. Pat or, Benatar will, will will no doubt be in the Rock This might be her biggest one. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. There is no doubt that she will be in the Rock and Roll oh Hall of gosh. Fame one day. Yeah, she got you know? snubbed. I, I didn't not, realize it was her. I don't like that some people are attacking Whitney Houston. I'm I, I, because oh, of this. Yeah, I'm like, no, she 100 percent deserves to be right. in there. Like, yeah. there's, I mean, there's no doubt. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, like, it's based on her like and talent and her artistry. Don't get me started with the people who are like, rap artists shouldn't be in. The, if you don't get the concept of what rap is and where it, are, uh, anyways. Yeah. That's another stupid argument well, here, but well, okay. <laughs> Rap today is different, but notorious. That's but he's OG. Yes, like eighties, <laughs> nineties. No, hip hop rap. Please do not put Lil Yachty in the rock. Yeah, roll I don't thing. need broccoli but, in there. But old school rap. Yeah, you know. Sorry, or, or Jimmy, like... with your with your Migos or uh, future. Although I think Kendrick could be a, a nominee in the future, no doubt. Some you know people like that, like Jay Z, Kendrick Lamar, like yeah. those those type of guys will definitely. Or be J in. Cole, Jimmy. Yes. I don't know about J Cole. <laughs> you, Jimmy, all right. You and Jimmy we, are gonna fight. We, we have. Uh, uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna kill Jimmy uh, for put, for bringing up a sad topic earlier uh, for me. Uh, oh, 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 the cheaters. The uh, oh, oh yeah. Wrongfully accused. Okay, 
Whatever. Whatever. Uh, I loved we, how when this have... first came up, I said it, and you're like, oh, fake news. You're just jealous because we swept you. Champions we, uh, pose. They actually did cheat. Uh, not in that series, though. So. Huh? The official MLB report said they didn't cheat in after 2018 in That's, the postseason. So they, you, that series happened in 2018. They didn't. They didn't cheat. Halfway through the season, they said it stopped. Okay. That's what the official report said. Yeah, because they want to. Because they want to do their. They they want to. They want to <sighs> do their punishments and make this. it go away. I don't want to. Oh, so you'll believe some parts of the report, but not other parts of the report. No, I'll believe it. I just don't think it's 100. percent Like they they didn't do everything. I don't know. I because no because because why are like why because like you said there's a whole bunch of other teams that are doing this why are no other teams getting penalized the Red Sox did know. but that's just because Alex Cora came from the Astros well right Carlos Beltran got fired or stepped down today but that's just because he was a player for the Astros like it like according to the MLB it's the Astros but you say that it's and you're probably right oh no 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 I don't I don't have any I don't have any substantial evidence I just can't imagine that this has not been the I mean because I think because I we know the Yankees and the Sox yeah. are busted for an Apple watch right thing I think I think for for uh what the whole reason why this got as big as it was is because Mike fears coming out and saying what well, he of said. course and uh um the the specific like way that the the Astros were doing this. That's why that that's why that they're being punished because Oh no no I'm not saying let me, doing it I, like I, that. Okay. I don't want to talk about it, but I'm gonna say I have I'm have no issues with them being punished. I mean I don't want anyone to take that the wrong way. I, I'm not they Oh right. The punishment fits the right. crime. And it sucks. I, if this I, happened I, to the Indians it would suck for I, me too. I'm not, be, I'm not it'd be a tough pill for me to swallow you too. You know, I do want to say a statement. That's all. Um I'm not happy about it. Obviously, I don't. There's not. There's not one part of this that's that's fun or enjoyable. I can still enjoy some memories I had from that the championship year. Regardless, it doesn't matter. But you know, it matters to other people, and that's fine. I'm not. I don't have an issue with that. But um, I'm not here trying to say they shouldn't be punished. No, they should be punished. That's not. That's not at all. And Hinch and Lulo should be fired. That was Crane did the right thing by doing that. Uh, it's just. Not enjoyable, and it's not fair to the fans on any side. So right, that's the part that right. that's actually what I'm most well here. Yeah, about. yeah, and and because it's not it's not fair to the Houston fans. I think because you said, none of us had none of us wanted that or were advocating for that. Well, I think so. I think you said it correctly. Is uh, you know it's not fa- it's not fair for the fans of teams that well for all of baseball because the black mark on baseball, but more specifically for like the teams that the Astros beat while they did this, but it's also not fair for the Houston fans because, you know, whether they asterisk the, that World Series or not, like, in the eyes of pretty much all baseball fans, like, that World Series is not... Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Really and, gonna... and and I don't know how long it's going to be before that stops, if it ever stops. Yeah. Like, I don't... Now, thanks to this, if I have a kid anytime soon, you know... Am I gonna put an Astros hat on my kid so that an adult, a drunk adult, can say some stupid shit to them? Like I don't like, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's a lot more deeper than people realize. I think with some of this stuff. Um, yep. And yeah, no, it's not fun. There's nothing. There's nothing enjoyable about the whole thing. Yeah, um, it's bad. At all. Uh, I'm just glad it's the sport I least care about. I do. I do. I, I do <laughs> but... like. I do like the fact that I am getting some. I, I know you're gonna, you're not gonna like this. And I don't want to hear guy, it. But I love how he's taking this victory lap. I absolutely love it. 
And yeah. I'm talking about Trevor Bauer. Yeah, he's an ass, so. Well, he, yeah, well, anyway. Man. All right, yeah, uh, Willoughby Brewing Company. We said that we, uh, well, we didn't break the news, but uh, we talked about how they closed uh, last week, and apparently they're open already again. Uh, yeah, according to uh, Fox 8, the, uh, an employee said, and I assume it was probably one of the owners or managers, said they are back open for good. Like, how does that? I put what is going on, and right. I thought, I saw that, that, I thought of the gym meme. Like, yes. I, I have no idea. On? None of this makes sense. Their social media is still shut down. Right. Uh, their website does say that they're back open. I correct. checked their website. And people seem to be commenting on Facebook that they are. Yeah, everybody, so, everybody's saying uh, peanut butter porter's bad. So yeah, weird. Um, they a lot has changed apparently since they switched owners within the last year. So I don't, I don't know what's. <laughs> I don't know if it's incompetence or yeah, who knows. I don't or know what exactly on. is going on. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, who knows? It could have been some. There was some things not not really forthcoming when the old owner sold the the. Uh, Sold it to the people who took it over. I mean, who knows? Who knows? And I don't think we'll ever know. So, yeah, we just know that they didn't pay their sales tax. So, you know, whatever. I was weird though because when it first broke, I thought for I it's they made it sound like it was over. Like, like yeah, well, they made it sound like beer was gonna rot in the in the vats, and yeah. it was just it was gone. Yeah. Like, uh, um, so yeah, they I guess. could. So I, I think what happened was they could still like operate they couldn't sell anything oh like they right still, like they could they, they could, could still be in the building they and like could, make sure that they their could product, manage like you right, said yeah. doesn't go bad or whatever like it's not like they like shut the electricity off and like the refrigeration wasn't going to work anymore correct <clears throat> correct but yeah that, that wasn't but yeah, yeah they couldn't they couldn't sell anything so uh all right yeah before so before we uh get on out of here um we talked about this last week but donut fest is coming up february 8th um, at uh, Red Space, which is downtown. Uh, check it out. All different donut vendors, coffee vendors, all this stuff will be going on. Uh, but one thing that I did want to talk about that will be happening in two weeks, and I wanted to talk to Jimmy about this because he kind of threw his hat into the ring, is uh, the LOTL Pizza Challenge. So this is kind of yes. something that uh, I was talking with uh, Brett Hoyer about, who's been on our show. Shout out, Brett. Um, he told me that he thinks he could eat two XL pizzas in one sitting. Hmm. And I call him a psychopath because I, there's no way he can do that. I just, I don't, I, I, I don't know how that's humanly possible to do that. Like one XL pizza is a lot. Two, and he has to do this within uh, the time frame of us recording our episode in two weeks. And uh, Jimmy seems to think that he can do it too. So Jimmy, do you want to uh, do you want to announce anything or? Okay, well, you're putting words in my mouth. I never said I could do it. I said I just want to see how far <laughs> you're I can. Putting words get. in my mouth. <clears throat> I can't do it, but I'm confident that I can eat a whole lot of pizza. I just want to see if I can beat a Hoyer. So and you're gonna, gonna say I beat? He wants to be able to uh, say he could beat a Hoyer. <laughs> <laughs> so are you gonna do yes. it or no? 100% I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. I think uh, I think Brett and I agreed on um, getting the pizza from Marco's. Uh, 
Does it matter? Pepperoni, cheese? No, it really doesn't matter. I think, I think, I don't know if Brett and I decided. Yeah. I don't know if Brett and I decided on what, what he was going to do. He might do it uh, uh, one bite pizza review style. So just uh, the gold medal slice. Just cheese. That's fine with me. But I don't know. So we'll figure it out. We got two weeks to figure it out, but I just kind of wanted to uh, bring that up. Um, yeah. That's going to pretty much do it for us this week. But uh, before we get on out of here, uh, what's the move for this weekend, boys? What do we got going on? Nothing crazy. We have the bowling thing Saturday. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Brandon is moving to the Big Apple in a couple weeks. Uh, so we're going to kind of get a, get a bunch of friends together to kind of send him off. Um, well, I didn't realize it was New York City. Yeah. I thought it was just upstate New York. No. Wow. He's actually, he's actually moving to Hoboken. Okay. Um, oh, New Jersey. Right? It's it's right across the river. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's going to be working in New York, New York City. Wow, so, yeah. that's really cool for him, man. Yeah, it uh, like he like he said, it's going to cut down a ton on his traveling because he was traveling to New York City like a couple times a month. See, I didn't realize that, but then I knew he traveled a lot. I didn't realize yeah. it was just there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but yeah, so we're going to be doing that on Saturday. Um, Sunday. Oh, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to get game predictions on the AFC and NFC championship games. But, uh, guys, who's playing in the Super Bowl? Let's do it real quick. I think it's going to be Kansas City Chiefs versus San Francisco 49ers. Interesting. Yeah, I hate to be a a piggybacker. I'm going to say the same thing. I I don't think – I just need an Andy Reid Super Bowl. That's what I need. You need a what? What? What did you say? I want an Andy Reid Super Bowl. Oh, I want Andy Reid to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you don't want the Titans to win. Uh, no, I hate the Titans. Yeah. Uh, but I also love Mahomes. Oh, how how glorious was it to see the Ravens crash and burn? Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I, I, I don't hate the Ravens, but I you hate the Ravens for the reason why I hate the Titans. So. Yeah. I don't. I, I yeah. I think that. I think the. Uh, what what did you say, uh, Jimmy? Did you give your teams? Yeah, I'm saying the same thing as Jordan 49ers uh, Chiefs. Yeah, I, I I can't see the Chiefs doing or the Titans doing it a third time in a row. Um, so I'm gonna go with the Chiefs out of the AFC. I just think Mahomes is too good. There's um, no way that offense is gonna not score more than what right. the Titans do. And it's do. It, it it you know people say well they stopped the the Ravens. It's a different offense. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, it, the Ravens don't throw for like 600 yards a game. <laughs> the Ravens don't have a magician. Yeah. Who. Doesn't even scramble out of everything, but he can. But he just like pinpoint accuracy. Yeah. They don't have Kelsey. They who, the, like, yeah, yeah, the Raven the 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 Titans uh, played oh that game goodness. perfectly to beat the the Ravens last right. week. If they play the same game, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to beat the Chiefs because the Chiefs right. can score fifty points in the blink of an eye, as the Texans found out. Right. Um, and with the Ravens, when you get ahead of them, and you take away their running game to a certain extent. Lamar Jackson is not the same quarterback. No, not at all. Mahomes is the most talented quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. There's no doubt. There's yeah. no debate. I mean, So I, I agree with the Kansas City piece. Um, I'm actually going to go different. I'm going to go with the Packers uh, over the 49ers. I mean, that's not a crazy – I don't think that's crazy at I all. I just um, – yeah, I don't know. I, Man, I like the 49ers a lot, but I just think uh, – I'm gonna go with Aaron Rodgers over Jimmy Garoppolo, so 
We'll see what happens. I think I think either matchup uh, will be will uh, make for a great Super Bowl. So I'm excited about the possibilities. Um, but yeah, uh, Jimmy, what are you doing this weekend? You already said you're going on to Athens. Is there a specific reason? Uh, we know you're watching the fights. What's going on? Watching the fights first weekend. Everybody's officially back to school. Um, and I don't got too many more times, so I, I, well, I should say, I don't have too many more opportunities to have an excuse to visit Athens <laughs> while all my friends are still there. So, yeah. cherish um, it. Huh? Cherish it because uh, the um, further and further you get out of uh, college, the less and less you're going to have reasons to go back. So, like, yeah. I'm lucky if I get out to BG like once every year and a half. Yeah. So. Exactly. So I'm going to go, uh, yep, watch, probably cheer on McGregor tomorrow. Um, no, Saturday. I mean, today's Thursday. So Athens, whole lot of tomfoolery, I'm sure. Just kidding. We're going to go to the library and study. Knocking over flower pots. Something like that. Yeah. You know, dollar za, dollar. Oh, that sounds good. Are you going to go to J-Bar? Dollar Keystone Lights. Of course I'll go to J-Bar. <laughs> They made it on bars. We gotta go. Yeah, they were uh, they were big LSU fans uh, the other night. Yeah, they have that painting of uh, Joe Burrow on that wall right by the business building, which yeah. I walked by every day for a whole year. Yeah, so I'm sure if it's still there, but um, yeah, get to go back. All right, hometown Joe Burrow. All righty. Well, that is uh, probably gonna do it for us this week. So. Appreciate you guys listening. Uh, check us out on social media at the LOTL Podcast. Um, you can check out our website, uh, lotlpodcast.com. Check out Steve's latest article where he talks about the uh, Browns 2019 season and the coaching search. Uh, we posted that uh, just before the Browns uh, announced Kevin Stefanski as coach, but it's a really good read to kind of go back and and uh, uh, look through everything that happened and uh, how the Browns got to where they are today. So, uh, for Jimmy Down and Kent, uh, have a good weekend, bud. Be safe. Thank you, sir. Uh, for Jordan, I'm Dan, and you've been listening to Living Off the Land, and we'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye. See ya. Bye.